Have you heard about this videotape that kills you when you watch it? What a note say, Dan. Cat dead. Details later. See, the police are always off track with this shit. If they'd watch prom night, they'd save time. There's a formula to it. A very simple formula. Everybody's a suspect. What's up, guys and gals? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Trashmouth, and this week I have two guests, vocalist Mexi and guitar player Ryan from the band Section Hate. If you haven't checked out their brand new single titled Nightmare that just dropped via Flatspot Records, I highly recommend you do so. You can stream it wherever you stream your music, or they have a sick-ass music video up on YouTube for you to check out as well. And if you haven't already, go pre-order their brand new record dropping July 30th, also via Flatspot Records, titled Welcome to the Nightmare. So go check out that single, go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and I just gotta say these dudes were awesome and i plan to have them on before the end of the year again for sure so so look out for that and here's this week's interview but now i appreciate y'all for coming on for sure uh you know we can jump kind of right into it the uh i usually start with some music stuff before jumping into the horror stuff first off i just want to say shout out to you guys for that fucking epic ass show at the beginning of may <laughs> how the fuck did that even uh like you know of course you don't have to get into too much of details but like how did y'all become a part of that if you don't mind me asking i've been friends with uh the dudes the dudes throwing those shows the band called uh dead city uh oh, yeah. from here like punk rock band i just know those dudes you know they're they're just homies of mine dudes i hang out with yeah it was like uh they've been doing it since last year they did probably like i don't even know probably like that was probably like the eighth or ninth show they'd done they they've been doing like different ones in different parts of the city they would just kind of move it around mm. uh set up with a generator and just run it like in a park or like under a freeway or just you know wherever um next to the la river things like that and they uh yeah I, i've been going to a few of them and uh, we all, we, we all, we've all been, been going to those. And so it was just, it was only a matter of time. Like Alpha and Omega decided that they were going to do one and be a band again. And oh, yes. for, for, for one day or whatever, you know, I don't, you know, they may be a band again. They may not, I don't really know. Yeah. But uh, they, uh, once they were on board to do one, we were like, you know, it just made sense for us to do it too. Yeah. Cause those are, those are friends. So yeah, yeah. it was like, it's also too, man. It was like, it was Quite honestly, and it's it's one of those things where it seems like it's been like about maybe three weeks now. I I think to the day almost that we did the show, and I still can't believe it happened. It, yeah, it's like some it's like something it's like something that seems like when you're growing up, when you're like a little kid or whatever, you watch movies or you know TV shows, and you have this perception when you're like nine, ten years old of like what punk rock is. Yeah, and then you actually. You know, and it's always over the top. It's always like zany and like some Mad Max like roadster like bullshit. Yeah. And then when you actually see it happen like that, like to be honest, I I mean I don't even know how I could ever go back and play like a legit you know quote unquote you know official show at a venue ever again. It was it was absolutely the coolest thing I've ever done or ever been a part of. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like well, yeah, you, you when you're watching a movie and they're like they show like a like a punk show like in a movie like a like a not so distant future movie you know exactly, like, a, exactly, like, exactly. like if they had had a show in like uh like the first 10 minutes of demolition man yeah. or like fucking you know or like any you know stuff like that or like 
just everything was on, you know, everything's on fire. The cops are waiting to kill you. Yeah, Lost Boys saxophone scene. <laughs> um, shout, shout out to that. Shout yeah. out to I Still Believe. Yeah. Like, it, was, it, was, it was just visually, like visually it was the coolest thing. And we played at the right time. You know? We played at yeah. exactly the right time to, you know, and I think we all collectively were a little like, we were like, hey, we got to get it going. We got to get a movie because you don't want it to get broken up. Yeah. And it was just, I, I mean, I, again, I can't even articulate how well it worked out. We got, it, we was got ma- it was magic. It was magic. Honestly. We got lucky too. Like, I mean, like you said, we played the right time. Like we just kind of had to like, you know, we, we were, when they were doing a lineup, like it was like, oh, we're going to play third. Cool. You know what I mean? But, but it, it just, it just seemed like it was probably, I think, you know, the cops started showing up before that. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, yo, let's run it because I don't know how long it's going to last. And it ended up with the whole show ran, you know what I mean? Everybody got to play. Oh yeah. Uh, except for, except for one band, but yeah, yeah shit was crazy. But was also fun. it's like, also too, I mean, it's the fact that, you know, kids are lighting off mortars, kids are lighting off fireworks, you know, we have smoke bombs, like it's visual lasers. It looked <laughs> insane. And then the fact is, you know, it's like how many bands, and I'm not just talking about us, but I mean the whole lineup in general, mm. is that how many, you know, how many artists or how many bands can say that they had the LAPD chopper, the ghetto bird, providing their own like show lighting. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that stuff you that stuff you see in like, you know, that's like that stuff you see in like the Natural Born Killers video, right? Like yeah. it's like it's like it's like music video stuff. <laughs> and this actually happened in real life. Yeah, you can't and, really make yeah. that happen. You can't make that happen. Yeah, it's just... all, it was it was 100% organic and like I said before, it was the coolest thing I've ever witnessed or been a part of. Yeah, it was like the hardcore equivalent to the California love video. <laughs> yeah, that's your talking, Dre. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, yo, yeah, exactly. It was. <laughs> this now, shit was crazy. So pretty much the crowd came together from the other shows, kind of like uh, that scene in Wayne's World Two, where they're like, and they told two friends, and they told two friends, and then oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's just, I mean, and that's what it's been like. That whole scene, like you know, this this new, it's a, it's kind of like a scene that's been emerging in the past few months here, where yeah. uh, it's just this big melting pot, like of different subgenres and 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 in subcultures and everything. Everybody that's you know. You got punks there. You got you know you graffiti fools, gangbangers, like like rap fools, like pretty much like you know skaters. Any anybody that anybody that's trying to fucking have a good time right now. And it's the type of thing where maybe these crowds didn't necessarily always mix or get along. And what I've noticed, the coolest part about it is, is that everybody's fucking with each other. Everybody's like you know like whatever petty bullshit you got going on, like you know leave that shit at home. Like, yeah. and, and that's the attitude everyone has. Everyone's you know it's like yo let's just pull up. And I mean I was seeing things like this there where it's like like not even music related, but it's like, yo, there's like gangs here that don't like each other. There's like, you know what I mean? There's like, there's people that, that, that would in any other setting might be fucking killing each other. Yeah. And, and, and they're not doing that here. Yeah. The cool thing is like, basically, and, and I've always thought this and like, you know, I know Mike, you're on the same page where it's just like, essentially at the end of the day, we're all playing a derivative of punk rock, whether it's heavy metal, whether it's power violence, whether it's hardcore, whether it's, you know, oi, whatever you want to fucking call it. Right. And also, yeah. too, at the end of the day, we all we all have way more in common than we have in difference. So it's like, why not just I mean, like there were vi- there's videos circulating like in between sets. They're playing like Earth, Wind and Fire and like Zap <laughs> and like kid, kids are like breakdancing and shit. And it's like it's the coolest thing to see, because, again, you know, like I think this is the future. And we're kind of like pushing it forward is that. You know, we're we're all stronger together, and like honestly, you know, there were like minimal issues. I mean, I personally didn't see like I didn't see shit. Yeah, there was yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
I think people kind of hype it up in their brain. And, you know, and maybe back in the day, like, you know, there was this kind of divi- But, like, I think nowadays everyone just wants to be out. I mean, California's been locked up for, like, 15 months. We're finally reopening, and people just want to have a good time and be out. And, as, like, show up, pull up, like, dress however you want, look however you want, be into whatever you want, identify how you want. As long as you're not a fucking asshole, you're welcome, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. The crazy thing is that show could have even been even bigger because, you know, once the cops kind of showed up, I heard that they were like stopping more people from getting there, if I'm not mistaken. Like I had some people uh, uh, like Tank from riding out, if I'm not mistaken. I think I saw in his story where he was like, yeah, I can't get to the show like he was trying to and shit like that. It was it was. Yeah, there was definitely like I mean, they were preventing people, more people from coming in. But I mean, yeah, if you I mean, if you saw any of those videos, it was the type of thing where like the space, the spit, the physical space was was did have limitations. It was very like kind of bottlenecked and like went into this open area and it, and it was like, it was basically full. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, mean, I guess more, more people could have come in. People are standing on the freeway and shit. Like, yeah, at some point, like, you know, there, there you might not have actually point, been room for more people, but I do know that, that people were trying to go and couldn't get in. Like I had some friends come from San Diego that couldn't get in cause they just rolled up like fashionably late. Oh, shit. Like it was yeah. a regular show. And it was like one of those things where, um, I mean, yeah, they definitely, they tried to prevent people. They, they shut all the streets down heading towards the area they shut the freeway down yeah it really disrupted a lot <laughs> i mean it, it, it was like it was on the news man you know what i mean it was on the yeah. news in south america and europe it was everywhere because it was that kind of thing where los angeles is a very busy <laughs> it's a very busy city so yeah. when you shut down the main the main the main freeway <laughs> that runs through the city when that shit's just closed that in itself is news you know what i mean like yeah. you the car accident or something but this was like it was it, it was like we're in the middle of it so we didn't really know what a disruption it was outside of there exactly yeah until after and then you're like oh shit this thing this yeah. thing's fucked up yeah <laughs> and also too like and then, and then also too like the news reports were so funny because like going back like to what i was saying earlier is that it's like the story was like for, like they tried to call it a rave first of all well yeah, yeah. They, they, they weren't really certain they weren't certain what was what the fuck was happening yeah. they just knew that something they're like there's all these people around and there and and, there, and there's stuff exploding and there's some sort of music yeah. but it's been different music the whole time impromptu concert you know? yeah like it was the type of thing where i mean if they were even just listening it would be like okay they're playing rap now they're playing this now they're playing yeah. this now there's a band you know even if they wanted to narrow it down they probably couldn't because because it was it was such a mix uh, a mixed bill of different types of mm-hmm. entertainment you know what I mean? Like it was something, it was something for everybody. And different people too. Cause like, I, yeah, it I didn't feel, look I, a certain way. I feel, I feel like I saw, it wasn't a headline, but I feel like I saw like one opening sentence of like a news article where it was like thousands of punk rock music fans descend upon <laughs> LA to enjoy a, you know, impromptu uh rave or something. And it was, and again, it reminds, it reminds, it's like some 80s shit, you know, it's like the way like that punks are portrayed, like, you know, in on TV shows and movies back in the day, like that, yeah. It's, it's a menace. It's like a public menace that it's like, oh, like, oh, the neighborhood has to be on alert. Like ro- roving gangs of, you know, punks are patrolling the streets. And it's so cool to me, man. It's yeah. so fucking cool. I want, I want them to think that. I yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. I mean, like, we, I, be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> that's how, I mean, that's how, it, that's how it should be, man. It's, it's not safe music. It never has been and it never fucking should be. Yeah. But we don't want to be I mean, shit. We're the ones putting ourselves in that shit. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's like, oh cool, there's a bunch of danger over here. I'm going. Yeah. And if you show up, you willingly are engaging in that. Yeah. You, know? you might explode. You might, <laughs> you might get set on fire. You might die. But yeah. you're gonna have the best you're gonna have the best time of your life. Yeah, so kids, fuck it. kids kids fashioning flamethrowers in the pit and shit. And it's like 
blowing up spray cans yeah blowing up blowing up cans like there's this crazy photo of just it looks like a fucking like you know like i don't is know it the dude on fire no it's the one <laughs> it's the one it's the one that looks like a propane like a full propane tank blew up yeah it's like, a, like a mini mushroom cloud well fools, fools are, they throw they throw spray cans into the into the bonfires and shit and those just blow up like yeah, that exactly, every, every single exactly. time it's it's that's one of my favorite things it's like the you'll be chilling and then something explodes <laughs> you know what i mean looks like a fucking war but that's cool. how but i mean that's how it should be it's punk rock it's like it's everything should be exploding yeah underground yeah. Me, underground music <laughs> like, i don't care i don't care what genre it is is that it shouldn't be sanitized and it shouldn't be relegated to like safe clubs where you do whatever and you have like fucking bullshit security you have all these like little spaces it should be like whatever goes because like i said earlier to be honest there were no issues besides the cops yeah everyone gets everyone knows how it is it's it's interesting to me too when you see shit like that like the, like like the the only real negative element of of the evening was the police and that can that's the same thing that's what's wrong with you know music like i when we we play regular venues obviously like we're, we're playing our next shows at a regular venue but but Shout the, out but, but the right. fucking the the thing with that yeah 1720 is cool because they have nice security yeah. but uh uh they kind of just let us do whatever we want but um they uh a lot of the problems with these venues is exactly that. It's, it's, it's that these are people that, you know, this music is for people that, that, that do not, they don't want to be governed. They don't want authority. And when you insert an authority figure into the environment to essentially babysit the crowd, that always makes for a problem of some sort. And granted that may be, you know, who, who knows what causes it. Most of the time it's the security. Most of the time they do, they're the ones that do it. And yeah. in the case of this thing, it was obviously it was the police and it was like, everything's going great. And now you're shooting rubber bullets at these fucking kids. And, 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 and like, who, who's the aggressor here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, cause it ain't us. We're not bothering nobody except ourselves. And then, you know, granted, yeah, it was disruptive and it was big and whatever, but you know, think about it like that. And it's the same as when you go to a show, it's like fools are doing their thing. You know, someone gets tangled up. Maybe they got a little squabble or something happens, but it's not a big deal. And it always ends quickly. And then you have some, you know, 10 fucking assholes, you know, that don't know about music or how to talk to people or how to or how to diffuse anything. And, you know, they have their job just because they're they're big, you know, or whatever. Like, and, and then all of a sudden there's a huge problem. You know what I mean? Like a huge problem that didn't need to happen and they didn't diffuse shit. Yeah. And it's like nobody wants to be governed, especially if you're in the punk and hardcore and heavy metal and everything like that. Like you're 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 your own boss. You feel me? Like that's they're not supposed to be there's nobody wants to be lorded over by some fucking, especially some fucking nobody yeah. that has nothing to do with what we're into. And I'm like, oh, you make the fucking rules, bitch. I make the rules. Yeah, exactly. And also, too, it's like one of those things where like I'll never forget it when we saw TSOL at I think it was at the region, right? We yeah, saw yeah. TSOL and Jack. He shot, I, I forget what song they were playing, but he literally said he was mentioning how they played a venue with like barriers and all this bullshit earlier. And then mm. how the region, you know, is I mean, I mean, hopefully they reopen because that place is always cool. But um, he was saying how and like I quote, he said, security doesn't stop problems. Security creates problems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the type of thing. It's just been like that since forever. So fuck them. Fuck you them. Know? Fuck the cops. Yeah. Fuck. Yo, fuck anyone. Yo, fuck anyone that's going to tell me what I need to do. You know, I'm an adult. Yeah. Even if I wasn't an adult, I don't care if you're fucking 12 years old, you're at a show. Yo, know, ain't nobody the boss of you. Exactly. Like, like being a grown ass adult and like yoking up like a fucking like 14, 15 year old kid for like something is fucking bullshit, man. Yeah, if you're, if you that's, just, ne that's never, yeah. I don't care what the kid's doing. That's never cool. Your job is to keep people safe and that's it. So don't, yeah. don't, don't do nothing but that. Mind your own fucking business. Yeah, definitely mind your business. Yeah. No, I definitely, <laughs> <clears throat> I see uh, hardcore bands and like the hardcore community. It's just like, 
just like family it's like you want to handle your shit within it's there's no need for outside like control and shit like yeah exactly i mean it's a it's a microcosm of how i I mean me personally i think everything should operate it's tell them directly you talk it out you fight it out you do whatever you need to do but at the end of the day it's like don't go running to someone to fucking solve your problems yeah Yeah. it's fucking it's just like goofy to me and it's weird and it's counterintuitive to not just punk rock but i think just music and creativity and art in general yeah you know like it's 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 expression so like you know it's always been subversive I don't care like whether you're I don't care whether you're playing like pop, hip hop, reggae, like punk, heavy metal. I don't care if you're like a painter or whatever you're doing. It's always subversive. So and it should be because that's what it is. And the second you add the element of uh, some kind of governing, you know, authority in it, it just it dilutes it and it makes it it's, it's fake. Yeah. So like, why not, you know, at, like, you know, just keep it real. Yeah, that's why these shows are so great because it's a it's the first time I've experienced something where there truly are there there are no rules. You know what yeah. I mean? It, like it's all I've ever wanted. So you know we're just we're riding we're gonna ride that wave as long as we can. We're gonna play we play regular shows sometimes too. Obviously, uh, so our next show is with Sabalba at, at at a regular venue, one that we well, like playing at. And, oh yeah. You know, it'll be cool. It'll be interesting to play indoors, but uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, <laughs> to me, it's almost like. Like, okay, cool. We're going to do that. And it's going to be cool. But then like, let's get back to the, let's get back to, to playing outside again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We got, we got, got a little bit of that coming up too. We got Oak, Oakland, Oakland this month, same shit, you know, no details as of where, but it's, it, they'll, they'll pop up the day of. Hell yeah. Speaking of you guys being on the news, you guys were also uh, on the show Mayans. Uh, how'd you guys find out that your song was going to be up there? And you know, how'd you react to finding that out? That was my thing. That was a, a old friend of mine old friend of ours elgin james uh he's he's the showrunner on the whole thing you know he does he's 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 kind of the man behind all that and uh you know he's from hardcore you know he played in he played a wrecking crew and he played in 454 big block righteous jams like he's you know he's one of us yeah and obviously like he's moved on to uh different things you know he's on a new path these days which is sick and uh but he ain't really forgot where he came from so you know when he can put on homies and when he can try to like put on fools that, that he fucks with out in the world he's he's gonna do it he has the ability to do that now so i uh i was actually i was i was an extra on the show a couple of times Hell yeah. uh, so i i already like i mean like lightweight been involved like not really you know what i mean extras there's hundreds of us you know and just yeah. dress up like a mine and hold a gun or some shit you know <laughs> look scary but uh yeah, he um he hit me up a couple of weeks before the episode aired and was just like, you know, I want to use one of your songs. And sh- I shot him what we had and he picked something out and he just, you know, that was that was that, you know. And then and then it was just uh he's like, Oh, it's in the season finale. So that was cool. That was, you know, it's it was it it was just a, you know, just just anything to get things heard, you know. It's a it's it's yeah, I don't know. It was it's a little it's a little weird, but it's still cool. <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's one thing that uh that's exactly what I was like you said uh when it's somebody can put on uh not only like a homie or a friend you know but it's also nice to see him like like hardcore get put on something big like that you know what i mean so it's always awesome to see hardcore get played on no you know no matter what it is you know it's just awesome to see i, it. I feel like with with that with the mayans show it seems like he's trying to uh add a lot more authenticity to the uh to the to the story yeah like there's like a character on there like real typical like california peckerwood nazi looking dude but like all the tattoos are accurate like they're supposed to, the way it's supposed to look like that's some motherfucker you would bump into in jail yeah. you know what i'm saying shit that looks real and then like incorporating punks a lot of punk stuff like soundtrack had thing you know just like motorhead things like that he actually had a couple songs from uh pete morsey 
from from Hunter Demons and Force Reality, he does this, a project called Murmur. Hell is yeah, it's called yeah, Murmur, yeah. Murmur, yeah. And he had a couple of Murmur songs in there. There's, yeah, we you know, Greg is in on Murmur as well, I think, from End. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and it's basically like you know, I, I feel like he's trying to incorporate in you know, there's there was there's you know, there's one place where there's like a dude playing guitar and he's like playing a Gigi Allen song, things like that. Like he's trying to incorporate things that are actually actually real you know what i mean like yeah which which like you know television historically doesn't doesn't really nail that a lot of the time you know like, of the time. yeah most of the time it's just somebody that doesn't know about something incorporating it into something and you, they get it wrong you know what i mean they'll have a bunch of punks but they're listening to like you know maybe like new metal or, or something <laughs> or blink one they, they don't quite understand what yeah. the fuck is what it's, it's like that it's like that miami vice episode of like motherfuckers like they're playing uh, i think they're playing a uh, institutionalized yes yeah, but, but, but they're dancing like it's a disco song yeah <laughs> like, that, like that yeah yeah the only time that yo Oh, the, the chips episode. The chips episode. The chips episode. They fucking. I feel like they nailed it though because they just emulate. <laughs> they had they emulated fear. Yeah. And um, was a band called Pain, and yeah. it had William Forsythe was the singer, <laughs> and he was basically just trying to do like his best leaving. Yeah, I mean that. Like, if, if you dig through those, and like, if you dig through those all that, like, or like the Quincy, the Quincy episode. That's the punk the, episode, you know, it's fucking so funny. Dude, like, I mean, hilarious. I felt like the Chips episode, though. I mean, it doesn't nail it necessarily, but it was it was yeah, it was just so funny. musically it was close because the song yeah. just sounds like fear. <laughs> and I was I was, I was watching American Me last night. So I'm like, I'm on like a William Forsythe kick because of like, oh, yeah. you know, because of that. But I was, you know, I love that. I, I, it sucks and it's corny, but it's still it's pretty all it's right. It's funny to watch. And yeah, yo, that song's good. It was, was I dig pain. I dig <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know like what we were saying is like back it's like cool like I guess if you're a punk you like sell trash for a living or something yeah or you, like, you, you break you, you break you break things you at hang, all you, times you hang you hang out in the sewers or you know you, yeah you like you rob old ladies yeah. like <laughs> I don't know it's so fucking funny to me man it's nice to see someone nail certain certain like mm-hmm. an accurate portrayal of like how things might be or yeah. what people might be listening to musically you know in real life. <laughs> No, definitely for sure. That's one thing uh, I really liked about it. And I saw, like I saw for sure where I, th- uh, I think a murmur was announced. And if I'm not mistaken, I think another uh, band from y'all's label was on the show as well. But uh, I might be mistaken. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I I watched the whole show, mm-hmm. but it, it's hard for me to pay attention to like every single detail. Because like even if I if I didn't know our song was gonna be there, I might have missed it. Yeah, yeah. It, it played for a minute, but it's like you know you could tell it's like playing out of a boombox in a in a garage. And it's like real, you know, it's super duper background music. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. supposed to seem natural. So yeah, I mean, there, there was definitely, there were other things in there. I was trying to pick out what all the bands were, you know, cause it doesn't, it's not like a movie where they have the songs listed in the credits. You can't like, there was like other things where I'm like, what is this? It's kind of like, you know, some fucking punk sounding shit. Like what, what is this band? But I, I sometimes I don't know what it is. Oh yeah. But, and uh, we can hop into horror movies here shortly, but the last thing I want to ask you guys about music is uh, I saw in the comments where you guys said you had a new uh, album in the works, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, how much of that can you talk about? You got, you got to wait. You got to wait on that okay. one. There's, 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 it's going to be, it's going to be a busy summer. Hell That's yeah. all I can say. There's, there's some stuff coming. It's going to be coming real soon. There's a lot, there's a lot in the works and um, it's going to, it's coming real soon. It's coming soon. You'll, oh, yeah. you'll see. <laughs> That's awesome. Sorry. So just look out on Section Hate socials for all that info coming soon. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, but uh, so we can dive into the horror movies then. Uh, if you guys don't mind, what was your relationship with horror movies growing up? And, you know, has it changed now at all that you're older? So my first interaction, I, I guess I can say, with horror movies was going to the local video store with, oh, like, yeah. my mom or my dad. It was called Silver Screen Video. And I remember always walking by the horror section and seeing the VHSs, right? 
And the, the cover art was just insane. Just looking at the cover art alone was like creepy, like killer clowns from outer space, like Jason goes to hell, arachnid, yeah. you know, arachnophobia. It, like, it was just wild to me. But I mean, of course, you know, I, I was never allowed to, you know, take those videos, but it always kind of stuck with me because it seemed like dangerous and it seemed really cool. And for me, I grew up in like a really small town in Rhode Island, like basically in the woods. Mm. Um, I, you know, I didn't, you know, just naturally, I didn't really have like a big friend group or whatever. So I delved into, you know, reading like really early on, uh, fantasy, sci-fi, horror, all that stuff. I was always entranced by that. And I think combined with the element of like, like down the street from me where I grew up, my, like my, my parents' house is there's like a, the most like new England old school, like cemetery you can think of. There's people from like the Mayflower Berry there. Okay. And, and like the vibe, <laughs> the vibe was always there. Like fall, like autumn in like new England is the best anywhere. And it's just, it, it's so cool. So yeah. I always loved, I always loved Halloween. I always loved, uh, you know, the idea of the paranormal and like the ghosts and whatnot. And then as I got older, then I started getting into horror and yeah, but it kind of went forever. I, I just kind of delved back into it in the past few years. But um, a lot of it was just, you know, the escapism of it. You know, it's the fact that it's so, you know, because a lot of mood is so ridiculous and over the top. Yeah. That it's not it's not realistic, but that's a good thing. I mean, that's why you go to the movies. That's why you watch a movie. You know, yeah. I, I've never been like I never personally I've never been someone who's like watching something and being like, Oh, this isn't realistic, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, this would never happen in real life. It's like, yeah, no shit. Of course shit. it would never happen. No <laughs> shit. Yeah, no shit. You it's know an I mean? alien clown. <laughs> so I, I just love that. And I love that element of just, you know, fear. And, you know, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just so cool. And I, I, I can't imagine anything else. Like, I literally will watch horror movies just to go to bed at night. It's like, it's comforting to me at some yeah. point, which maybe means I'm fucked up or whatever. Who gives a shit? No, I, mean, shit. I, I do the same. My wife just gets mad at me. So I have to make sure they're ones with less screaming. <laughs> For me, I, I grew up, uh, you know, I was I was born in 1982. So I was a child through the 80s. Yeah. And my whole thing was uh, with horror. I mean, same shit video store. You know, you'd see you'd see the posters, you'd see uh, VHS covers, things like that. And I would always be intrigued by like what certain things were. I wasn't uh, I would say that I. It wasn't that I, I, I was allowed to kind of watch whatever I wanted because I was I was probably, you know, I would say maybe I was just a little unsupervised, you know, yeah. so I would just turn television on and watch whatever I wanted. I would say the first first like I, I distinctly remember the first like horror things that I saw in, in the theater. I remember like like the, fir like the first R rated movie I ever saw in a theater was Darkman, which is not necessarily a horror movie, I guess, you know, but it's still I don't know even what you would categorize that as, but it's still, you know, it's fucked up. And uh, my dad took me to see that. He took me to see Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare in <laughs> oh, the yeah. theater, like opening night, like when they when they ran the last 30 minutes in 3D, like all that type of shit. Like, I remember that. And but like for me as a kid, like these iconic horror figures were like like they, they were so popular that like even if i hadn't seen the movie and I was like four years old, yeah. like I knew who Freddy Krueger was and yeah. I like wanted to be him for Halloween. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I knew that he was this scary thing. And, then, <laughs> and even back then, like, you know, when I was a kid, like they had the television show, they had Freddy's nightmares. And uh, like, I was well aware of who, like, you know, the, the big ones, like, you know, like Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, like all that. I, I knew who that was before I'd ever really even seen a full movie. I'd maybe seen parts of it because it was like I was said, 
it was the type of thing I, I, I watched kind of what I learned on TV essentially until someone stopped me, you know, like, oh, you can't watch that, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Because I feel like we had like a movie channel or two when I was little. And so I would, I would, uh, I would, you know, catch parts of that. And uh, yeah, I mean, as a kid, like that was, and I was, and I was also like a big monster movie kid. Uh, I was a big King Kong fan, like when, when oh, I was yeah. really little. And I was always like, when people always say like, you know, King Kong or Godzilla, I was always partial to King Kong. That was, that was, it was just, it was just what I was into, mm-hmm. you know, not for any real reason. It was just like, I, that's the one I picked. Yeah. You know, who knows why I might've been cause I went to universal studios when I was a little kid and they had the King Kong thing there. And I was like, that's, that's my shit. You know, and I was like three years old. Yeah. So, so I had made a decision. Like I remember, like I saw King Kong lives in the theater, which I, people say it's a bad movie, but I, I love it because, you know, I, I saw it in the theater. I've been watching it since I was little, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Horror saves, you know, same thing that Ryan was saying, like uh, that, like, I was big into reading then. Like, like when I was a kid, Stephen King was like a household name. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, so because of, because of how big certain movies were, you know, Pet Cemetery, fucking, even like stuff that's kind of forgotten about like evil things, Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. There was, there was some, there was, there's like very specific ones, like from when I was little that I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like were these huge. Yeah. Hit. He was behind everything. And, 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 and I, at that point would like, basically it was like, I'll, I'll just read any book. Like people talk about a movie, like, like Cujo or something like that. I've never seen the movie, but I read the book. Yeah. Like I read the I read the book when I was little, you know, I, and it was almost like I loved the book. I didn't even want to watch the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that shit didn't if I'm gonna watch a killer dog movie, I'm gonna watch Man's Best Friend. Yeah. And, <laughs> and also too, it's it's one of the things where I feel like, you know, is that period of time, like I was born in 88. I feel like that's like 80s into the early 90s. I mean, and honestly, throughout the 90s was that like horror was very prolific yeah you know, honestly it was it was the world was a cooler place yeah horror was pro- horror was pro- prolific and also like coincidentally like heavy metal and like yes. rock was also big too yes. which and, every, and, and it went hand in hand and gangster raps too and, and rap, and gangster yeah. rap came like scare scary rap scary movies and scary rock music was, yeah was was what it was it was That's what it, it was about it was so cool it was that because nowadays i mean even like I don't know what the fuck it's about. Now. Yeah, I mean nowadays, I mean like like a horror movie comes out and it's like ah oh, whatever blah blah blah. And horror has always been like kind of a malign genre within yeah. like the mainstream like you know film industry blah 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 etc. But it's it's it was it was it was mainstream. I mean it was huge and, and not in a bad way. It was just everyone was like down like cool. We're gonna you know we're gonna watch you know. I, Freddy Krueger and Dokken in a fucking music video. I think a yeah. lot of it too, like nowadays is that people are, because, because entertainment is just at your, at everyone's fingertips. And that goes for music, movies, anything else. People are spoiled and they can roll their eyes at more shit. And exactly, people, exactly. and people don't, they don't, it doesn't feel the same. Like it's not, it's not the type of thing where like, you know, there's some, you know, it'll be like, 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 Oh, there's a new nightmare on Elm street movie coming out. When I was a little, it was like an event. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, it was like, that's what you're doing that Friday night. Like that's where that is, that is opening night. You gotta go. It's this whole thing. It's not also going to stream on, you know, HBO plus or some shit. Like it's also, it's not, you know, it's a big fucking deal. It was a big deal. It was like when, you know, and it coincides with what he's saying there when it came to music, like when like, like this is just an example, but like when Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusion one and two came out, uh, you could go buy, you know, people waited in line to buy it at midnight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You went there, you went to the record store and you waited with a hundred other people that love the same shit as you. And 
to buy a tape that was going to be available no matter what, but you wanted to be there and you wanted it first. You wanted to be a part of it. There was so much involvement in being a part of things, be it like going to a movie on opening night, going to buy a record the day it comes out. Like that shit was important. And that's that like what, I mean, I'm not, not to sound like some fucking like, Oh, it was cooler back in the day type person. But you know, that part was, it was, yeah. it was, I feel like there, there was more attachment to what you were watching. It was, it, it, it was more important to you. Like I, like I'll watch Nightmare on Elm Street a thousand times and I'll never get over it. It never gets old to me. You know what I mean? All of those movies, every single one of them, even the ones that are like, eh, I still love them, you know, yeah. because, because it's just, I have this attachment to them that I, I feel like, unfortunately, people won't have that. People don't necessarily have that now, you know, because, because they're not seeing it the same. They're not viewing it the same. They're not absorbing the situation the same. Yeah. And everything also too is, I mean, like Mike, Mike just said is that, everything's so instantaneously accessible now which is you know you didn't it, earn it it's good yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's good it's, it's good you know it's i'm not gonna say it's bad or good it, just, it is what it is because things change that's how life goes but i just value that like you know like like literally like even the even like the concept of like physically going to a record store to yeah. buy a ticket to go to a show yeah that was like that was a whole you thing. know yeah yeah of course it's easier now but at the end of the day, it's like that I value that experience because I I luckily I luckily like kind of got into things right towards the tail end of all that. And, you know, it's it, it you can't articulate how I think, how that was. I think I think to me, it's like it's like, you you know, it's like people always want convenience, you know, like like even myself. It's like, oh, can, you know that? Oh, this is way convenient. And then you get convenience. You're like, oh, this kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of you know what I mean? Like. I remember a few years back, uh, was it Nine Inch Nails did a bunch of shows in, in Hollywood. They did like, they played for like two weeks. And part of the deal was that you had to line up and buy tickets like it used to be. And like a lot of people I knew were like, oh, you know, oh, that's annoying. But me and my homegirl and my other homie went, went and waited in line for like fucking six hours. You know yeah. what I mean? With a bunch of other people that like this music just as much as us. Yeah, and it's like, a communal thing. You know, and the ra- like there was some, you know, some radio station was there and they're fucking broadcasting from there and then they're playing a bunch of music through speakers <laughs> and everybody's <laughs> hanging out talking about how much they love this thing. And dude, it was so fun. It was so fun to me. And other people are like, how is that a good time? You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, there's, there's just more of a, the, the, the feeling was different. You know, I waited, you know, I waited in this stupid line for hella long. It was fucking hot out and, you know, got my ticket. And then, you know, a couple months, mu- couple months later, went to the show and it was fucking great. Exactly. You know? It's all these, it's all these elements of just, you know, regardless of the genre of like live music that have been staples, you know, forever. Like the, like, you know, like heavy metal parking lot, the idea of like, <laughs> like tailgating, you know, the par- like the parking lot situation, mm-hmm. partying outside the venue, hanging out, getting psyched to go to the show, like gathering all your friends and going and I, like really planning on it. Like plan, like, like you're looking forward to that. And I just, and I think, and I think it's, it, it, it can go kind of back to that, I, I guess in a sense, but like, I just hope that doesn't get lost on a lot of people because I think that's a I, we, 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 like, we kind of went on a crazy tangent here, yeah, yeah. but it's like that it, it directly relates back to the movie thing. Cause I feel like going the opening night of a, of a movie was, was an event at one point. Yeah. And, the, and the fact that like, say I ever made a movie, I mean, this is just, I, I don't know, I'm not, I don't plan on it, but you know, hypothetically, like I would be like, this needs to drop exclusively in the theater. This needs to be yeah. like, there needs to not be an option other than this option. You know what I mean? Because like that experience is, it's just better. It makes it better. You're, you're more attached to it. I feel like, I, I, I don't know. It just means more. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, speak on kind of both of those things, like uh, with movie tickets and uh, concert tickets, like you used to, you know, buy them months in advance for movies that were coming up. And like if there were big movies and if there were big concerts, you would kind of keep your stubs and like, you know, like some people would have collections of like all the like there's people that, you know, are, that are in their 50s and 60s now that have that were collecting for 20 or 30 years. And now they're probably like groaning at all these virtual tickets because they're like, you completely shit on what my collection and like, you know, like this was how I you know, reminisce or whatever, you know, it's, it's nothing important, but it's something that really means something to, I'm sure, a certain group of people. It is important, I think. And I, and I was going to say when, when you like uh, something I've noticed with some older bands, that's that's definitely a thing that they will do. Like yeah. that Nine Inch Nails thing I went to, there was like a physical ticket you got. You, yeah. you and, and it was you didn't even you also got the one on your phone. You know what I mean? Like that was probably the one you're going to use, but they gave you a physical ticket because they know that there are people like that that want to do exactly what you're talking about. And I, I had that. um with uh, Guns N' Roses a couple of the times I've seen them since they've been back, they'll do stuff like that too, where you get a physical thing because, because especially two older people, that is a thing that they would collect. Mm-hmm. Like you would have this, like, you know, some sort of memorabilia you got at the show plus the ticket. And like, I know, you know, they frame that shit. You know what I mean? They hang it on their wall. Like that shit is, you know, this is the time that I went and did this thing and here's the proof. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. here's, Here's, you know, yeah, that's, I, I think that shit's cool. I, yeah, it's also like, it's, it's, it's the need there. I, I, I mean, me personally, and I know Mike agrees too, is that there's a human need to have, like, we just have a need to have like tangible objects. Like, it's the reason that like cassettes have come back in style, like, you know, tapes, video, VHS is coming back and yeah. like books. There is, when you, when you kind of just distill everything through this funnel of just everything being digital, it, it loses its value and like streaming's yeah. awesome. Streaming's cool. Like I listen to Spotify for probably eight hours a day, right? I, I I understand the value. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, it's like having like an object that you can pick up in your hands and you can look and you can look at it. Like let's say it's a record, look at the artwork. It's a book you can leaf through the pages. It's yeah. a ticket. It's a ticket, and you can pick it up and be like, "Hey, I was here ten years ago." Look like and you and you reminisce. Yeah. There, there there's inherent value to that and. Like I said, you know, I'm just I'm just worried that that'll get like lost. No, I know exactly what you the, uh, like back when in the day, like back when tickets were still like a thing, like, you know, the nice physical tickets that were worth like holding on to and stuff. Every time like I was leaving a venue that was like, a you know, that the bands were a little bit bigger and stuff, you know, like not that every band's not big. I'm just saying that, you know, uh, like if yeah. somebody was hanging out at their merch tent afterwards, like a guitarist or something. And I admired the first thing I would do was where's my ticket? You know, ask them to sign it or whatever. It's like. Yeah, it's just like that little thing. Like I have tickets signed by like the vocalist of uh, Drowning Pool because I was like 13 and saw him. <laughs> and uh, but right. it's, but he passed. R.I.P. Dude. Yeah, as yeah, I say, he passed away. So it was like, and then I got one signed by uh, Ollie Herbert from All That Remains, and he passed away. So it's like, yeah, like man. if I didn't have those tickets on me right then, it's like what I've gotten their autograph. You know what I mean? So it's just little things like that that like can mean a lot to people. You know, going forward and stuff, especially people that like. You know, because those were just what I had on me. So I got them signed and I kept those tickets, but I wasn't like a ticket collector. I can only imagine people that literally have like 300 tickets because they f- were like following people on tour and like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously oh, more yeah. than 300 because there's like, that's just one year of shows almost for some people. But People get dialed in on the certain thing that they like collecting. You know what I mean? Like I have yeah. you know, some people value things that other people don't. And that's cool if, that, if your thing is that, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm like a record guy uh, uh, I, that my record collection is fucking crazy. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, but then like, uh, like some people are like CD collectors and like, I had thousands of CDs once and I used to work at this venue and I would 
I would get rides home from this kid and he was getting into like punk and hardcore and metal and stuff. And I had probably, I had those books full of CDs. I probably had probably like, probably like 5,000, something like that. And yeah. then one day I tapped and gave them to him. I was like, here's everything you ever need to know about music. Oh, fuck. Like, this, <laughs> this is it. Here's 5,000 CDs. Just enjoy that. Oh yeah. Because I, I don't, because li- I don't really live. I wasn't, they were just collecting dust in my house. I wasn't listening to them. Yeah. I can't even begin to amount begin to think about the amount of CDs that I had that I can't even, I don't even know where they are right now. Yeah. I just gave yeah. them, I know where mine are. They, they just can't have some, <laughs> you know, and I hope he likes them. You know, I hope he, yeah. I hope he, I hope it was cool for him. You know, he was, he was hyped. And that feeling at that moment of passing that on to this person, I was like, yo, that's all you, man. Just, you know, it's, it's everything. Everything's in there. You know, everything you need to know. And that was, you know, I hope, you know, that 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 in itself was cool. I don't miss it. I mean, I do sometimes. Yeah. There's like some weird demos and stuff in there. That I kind of like. I didn't think about it. I just kind of impulsively do stuff sometimes. And there's like things where I'm like, "Fuck, I can never listen to that again." Because I have no idea where to find it. It's not on a streaming platform, whatever. So I fucked up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's easy to get. It's easy to get rid of the regret because you know at least that you did. You, you know, you changed his uh, like past for music pretty much. You know, yeah. by doing that. So. The, gest- the gesture was that felt good, so I don't yeah. care. You know what I mean? I felt good about doing it because that's oh, what this, you know with music, music, movies, anything. All of this is meant to be shared. You know what I mean? If you have knowledge, tell some. I love. I want to tell someone else about it. You know what I mean? Like if I love a movie, I want to tell ten people how great it was. Oh and yeah. And then you know, and hopefully they can enjoy it as much as I did. Oh yeah. So. Uh, ask you guys about you know like your relationship with horror movies but do you guys have like a favorite of all time or even you know horror having so many subgenres and so many differences throughout the years and stuff like that is there like a couple maybe that sit at the top for you guys i mean it's cliche but i mean Nightmare on elm street is my is my all-time favorite that's but that's my number one that's the oh yeah that's just been, you know that for me that was something something that that i felt was very very big when i was younger that doesn't quite exist as much now and i feel like they try they try with certain certain uh, film series and whatnot but an iconic figure like a specific very specific like okay so when you hear somebody like when you you think about a movie like nightmare on elm street you'll you'll have someone talking about it and like 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 if it's a movie that that has such an iconic figure that when people are talking about the movie they'll refer to it by the person's name (laughs) yeah they'll be like oh we're gonna watch freddy krueger you know what i mean like 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 oh yeah something that type of thing, I, 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 that's something I, I really, really liked, you know, as a young person getting into this type of stuff where something hits so hard that like the character is so specific and it can't be replicated. It can't, you know, that I, I, I always really liked that. But for me, Nightmare on Elm Street is always going to be the one for me. The whole series, every single yeah. one of them. You know what I mean? I like it so much that I didn't even, I didn't hate the remake. Like I even I even watched that and I was like, okay, the Freddy Krueger in this kind of sucks, but like it's cool to see this twist on the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like change they changed a couple things around. I was like, okay, cool. It's like a retelling. I'm not really, you know, not really mad at that. You know what I mean? I I got I, I watched it. I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? I've watched it. I've, I've watched it a bunch of times. And it, you know, and it's it's fucking kind of bullshit. You know, like it's <laughs> it's a, you know Robert England is Freddy Krueger, and that's just what it is. But but you know, even like uh. Like, I love that one. I love that series so much that like I have like I have a DVD with every Freddy's Nightmares episode on it. And I don't know if you ever oh, watch yeah. any of those, but they're kind of shot. Like they're yeah. not they're not amazing. They're very uh they're they're it's a pretty it was a pretty it was a pretty shitty show, but I still will sit there and watch that shit for hours because I just I just I just like it. You know what I mean? I like there's like some prequel stuff in there and like shit like that. Like you know, 
Freddy Krueger before he was dead, like in court and things like that. And it's goofy and it's filmed real weird. <laughs> but like, I just, you know, man, I, I just, it, it's so, it was such a huge part of me being a kid. You know what I mean? Like I was like, yeah. I'm going to be Freddy Krueger for Halloween. I was like, you ever see, you ever see the wedding singer? Yeah. Where, the, where, the, where the little kids just walking around with the mask and the glove on. That was me. That was me when I was a little kid. You know what I mean? Like that was, there was a couple things like that for me. Like, and, I, and it, as far as like horror things go, that, that it was that. And then the other one for me would have been like, this isn't really horror. Cause it's more of like a Goonies type movie. But like, I, I also was obsessed with monster squad when I was a kid. Oh, yes. that, that was like, people would be like, Oh, I love Goonies. I'm like, Oh, monster squad is my Goonies. Like, yeah. you know what I mean like that's that's the one for me where same shit where like I was just I you put the movie on I can I can recite the entire movie uh, I have I have an autographed fucking Stephen King rules shirt with uh with two of the you know two of the actors signed the shirt for me and I have it hanging on my wall you know what I mean like that shit's that shit's a that that was such an, a huge part of my childhood yeah but, uh those yeah those those would be my, my you know and then there was you know like i was saying earlier like like a lot of stephen king stuff i was really into when i was a kid um i was really you know really 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 loved uh this and it's weird because i from what i understand people think this movie's not that great but like i, I really loved maximum overdraft when i was oh, yeah. little and it was one of those ones where the vhs box caught my attention first you know what i mean and like like i remember seeing a vhs box that just had the truck with the fucking crazy face on the front of it on yeah, it yeah the green goblin looking truck <laughs> yeah dude like and, and like i remember seeing that and then i would see pieces of it on television and then i eventually watched the whole thing and i was like dude this movie's amazing the whole soundtrack being done by acdc like all of that type of shit like everything about it was fucking awesome but you know stephen king a lot of stephen king movies at the time back then and not necessarily the big ones like like maximum overdrive uh, needful things i really loved yeah, uh, that was that was that was super. Uh, I again to this day, I always like I show people that and it's kind of forgotten about, which is weird because it's great. But yeah, that I'm trying to think horror movies that are really the most important to me. I mean, I'm obviously forgetting a hundred things right now. Like you know, <laughs> uh, uh, there, there's so many. There's things. Some will come on. I'll be like, oh, I love this movie. You know what yeah. I mean? And I and and it's such a there's such an overload of uh, of things from the genre that I you know absolutely love. yeah and there i mean and then there's so many subgenres and eras and decades too it's kind it's it's kind of hard to really narrow it down yeah because you know i i could be like hey this is my favorite 70s horror flick this is my favorite 80s horror flick this is my favorite 90s etc cetera, etc cetera, you know because they're all so stylistically different and also they're just all over the place you yeah. know like there's so many different subgenres of horror and even beyond horror like, you know, there's like movies that I guess would be considered like, you know, I hate the term, but like psychological thrillers that are also, you know, like, you know, kind of spooky or scary to people or even just straight up dramas that because I think, you know, the idea of like what the idea of fear and what scares you is subjective. Everyone has a different, you know, a take on that, you know, so. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, like that movie uh, Killing of the Sacred Deer. I don't know if you've seen that, but that's almost like a tragedy. But I feel like. Yeah. I feel like really mostly genre fans are the type like the horror genre fans are the type that would really lean into that type of film instead of like your average like drama or, you know, crime, you know, film buff. Yeah. Or... No, 100 percent. It's like like to be honest, like one one movie that is not a horror flick whatsoever. It's a I think it was I think it was Darren Aronofsky. I forget. But uh, that movie Melancholia. Yeah. Which is basically. Yeah. It's, it's like there's like this weird family kind of drama going on. But the backdrop of the story is that there's a planet that's 
imminently coming to crash into earth and i think they run like like the score is like this like wagner like classical like some one of his suites but for me the most terrifying thing is the idea that there's impending doom and you have no control over it yeah like the idea of like a killer like slash like i love slasher films i love you know monster fl- i love all that shit but in my head, I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm going to try to fight the guy at least. And like, you know, if you I die, you can maybe do something. I can maybe do something. But the idea, like, like, like when I was a little kid, like Twister, fuck me up. Yeah. <laughs> and I lived, and I lived, and I lived, and I lived in Rhode Island where like, you know, up until recently, you know, there, there was no tornadoes, but like the, like the idea that you have no control over something to me is the most like, terrifying thing in the world. That's like where I'm from. I was born in, I was born in Missouri. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so tornadoes were a thing yeah yo yeah that shit is mad yo dude like anytime when i when i was a little kid anytime <laughs> i saw anytime i saw like thundercloud you know like you like thunderheads like rolling in like storms i was like great we're getting a fucking tornado yo yeah. and i was running in the basement i'm i'm on some psycho shit though because i went I, I was on a tour one time with an old band of mine and um we were in western texas and all of a sudden the radio starts talking about tornado warnings and the sky starts getting super black and it looks you know it looks like he's like in the movie twister and i remember i made us pull over i was like i'm gonna get a picture of a tornado like i don't give a fuck i don't care if it i don't care if it kills me we're getting a picture of a tornado and my whole band is and they were all all younger than me so they basically kind of just listened to what i was saying and they had that look like dude this is not you're not being smart right now and i'm over here like like the Wind's all crazy everywhere. It's kind of raining. It's daytime still, but all but it's like early evening, and all of a sudden it felt like it was like midnight. You know, the sky got super black. This and that. As yeah. so much, it was like you can't see shit. And we were driving after that. I remember I held this up for like thirty minutes because I was trying to like I was looking over where the clouds were, like waiting for a tornado to drop down so I get a photo of it. And it didn't happen. I didn't. I didn't get to see that. But then there was a, a what do you call it? Um, yeah, we're driving. We're driving west, heading towards New Mexico. And uh, radio, same shit. It's like, yo, like there's five tornadoes around, basically around where we were. Like we're driving through the middle of it. We're going through fields. And I call a homie of mine because he is from, he was from Texas. And I was like, yo, I'm in this situation. Like, what's up with this? And he's like, dude, you need to find a freeway, a freeway underpass. You need to find something to get under. He's like, my uncle got killed by a tornado. Like you are tripping. And I was like, okay. I'm like, we're just driving here. We're just trying to get out of here. And lightning is striking all over these fields on both sides of us. Like I see, and lightning hit the ground. I was like, "Yo, I feel like we might actually be right in the middle of this." Yeah. And uh, fucking, uh, I even I remember I called my mom and just like told her I loved her because I was like, "Yo, we might die right now." I think. I think. And I'm looking around, and you can't really see anything. You just see lightning hitting, and I'm like trying to watch lightning hit our van because it made a bunch of shit go wrong. Yeah. It was very weird. Like like all of a sudden things stopped working for a second. I'm like, okay. We're like in some sort of trouble here. And then we hit the New Mexico border and it just kind of stopped. And we stopped at the first truck stop we saw. We just pulled over and then all these truckers are there, like like all of them, like a hundred, like every truck pulled over and they were all just watch, sitting there watching the news, waiting for it to stop. And I was like, oh, we shouldn't have drove through that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, 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 yeah, again, like I, I, I just wanted to see a fucking tornado and I was like, yeah. cool, you know, like this might kill me, but like this will be. You never, you know, this is something I want to look at. I want to, you know, whatever. Maybe we die. Yeah. At least we die having fun. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, again, and again, it goes back to like what I was saying is that I, I can honestly say, like, I don't think there's really any horror movie, you know, in terms of like, if we're talking strictly about genre that has actually like scared me, even when I was little for the most part. But 
like disaster movies always for some reason just resonate with me because again you know it's the idea of like having like you have zero control over it like an asteroid is coming to hit the earth i what am i gonna do i mean unless i'm like bruce willis and getting in a fucking space shuttle you know <laughs> yeah. to go blow it up you know what i mean like but yeah it's interesting like you know how you know how people react to horror and how it's so different like like gore for example right like yeah. super like gory exploitation movies like you know like that kind of stuff for me is i think it's cool from like a special effects perspective but it's not scary i mean it's, it might be a little cringy and like a little like you know kind of like gross to watch but it's not scary i don't yeah. i don't love what you're talking about there that's actually yeah it's, it's good you, you mentioned that i don't love that stuff i don't love like like there's people i feel like when pe- people just get off on, on the idea of like really gory things like where it's just like where it's just gross I don't find that very entertaining. I don't, I don't know. And I don't know if it's maybe because I've seen a lot of fucked up things in real life. I, 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 think, I think that, I mean, honestly, I think that's a lot of it. I don't, I don't find it. I don't, I, I like, okay. Like I watched uh what's it called? Uh, like I went to the theater and saw green Inferno. And I remember being yeah. like, yo, this is just fuck. I, I liked the, I liked, yeah. I liked the theme of it as far as like, you Fucking know, Kirk, these Kirk, like, Kirkland brand these like do good or bitch asses go to like save, yeah. save people that they don't fucking know anything about and try to like go out there and be like, you know, we're going to, we're going to help you. And I was like, yo, man, that shit don't fucking matter. I don't give a fuck who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know those people and look, they're just going to eat you. Yeah, and, and and but my point being like like when my man gets his eyes pulled out and they're just like sawing him in half, you know, and I'm like, yo, this is just nasty, yo. Like I don't like this. Isn't making me feel anything but awful. I mean, my thing is more not, so, not in a good way. Yeah, my thing is more so is that I don't go into it. I because I love all the like all the insane Italian horror from like the '70s and like the '80s. I yeah. love all that shit. Because it's so over the top that it's not believable. Mm-hmm. But the second it's like believe, the second they try, it tries to be like too realistic. Yeah, I'm like, all right, cool, I get mm-hmm. it. But like, eh. I mean, like straight up, like one of my favorite horror flicks of all times is uh, Demons. Hell yeah, I, that's, yeah. And it's because it's so ridiculous and over the top that, or you know, or like even when you watch, you know, like um, or like Anthropophagus, right? And you watch like all these crazy movies, and it's so like crazy and so wild that it's not believable and so therefore that makes the gore like cool you know it's like yeah it's cool but like but like but when it's like hyper realistic and it's like there's no like i mean i mean again maybe it's just i'm getting some kind of sadistic joy out of it but when it's like when it's like way too realistic and it's also just like there's no like kind of like plot movement to it there then i'm just like all right cool we like we get it all right I, i understand yeah yeah i just thought it was hella extra i was like yo this is i I, like just that one in particular just because i brought it up like that green inferno i was like yo fuck this movie i don't care about this shit like i was like yo that just made me feel feel weird i was like yo i want to see this man get his eyes pulled out because it felt like it was really happening you watch animal cannibal holocaust right yeah yeah that one's that one's well that one's rough because the fucking animal the animal abuse in that fucking video italians are fucking on they they I don't even know. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> they were on some wild fucking just, shit back then. I just think sometimes it's one of those things where it's like, you know, like I felt less like seeing someone get shot in real life than yeah, I did yeah. seeing like this like torture looking shit in 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 a realistic torture shit in a movie. Like, like I was like, that's that's kind of wild to me. I was like, yo, like <laughs> that yeah. should that should not be like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not, like, I'm it not. wasn't. It, it didn't. It did. It basically, I watched it like this. This don't feel good to me. I don't like watching. Yeah, this. I think I think for me again, a lot of it is the element of the fact that like unfortunately 
these kind of wild scenarios where someone like chainsaws someone's leg off actually happen in real life. Yeah. I Whether it's it, here like or it another country. And so, like it, so the fact that that happens, yeah. So the fact that it happens and like, cause I mean, you, you can go, you know, you can like, I mean, we've all seen like crazy beheading videos and shit on like yeah. YouTube or whatever. And so it kind of makes it a little less, well, not even a little less. And I hate to even use the word entertaining, but it, it, I don't see the value in it because like I already know how the real world works and how fucking sick and violent and evil people can be. Yeah. And so, and I, will so say, I want some escape. I, I, I want to escape. I also like, you know, with, with, with uh, one, of, one of my favorite things just about the horror genre is when they let you use your imagination. Exactly. Like, I don't need to see you cut this person's head off. I know you did it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. more like, I don't need to see the bad guy. Okay. You know, and I mean, it's a very obvious example again, but like Nightmare on Elm Street, like you didn't have to see Freddy Krueger in the entire first movie at all to know he was there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like the idea. I like, I, I love the feeling that like he's, he's behind me. You know what I mean? Like he, like, like he's in the room somewhere, but yeah. I can't see him and the actors can't see him. No one can see him, but this motherfucker is there. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that to me says a lot more like, like that you're able to create this feeling in a movie that like the, the, the feeling of like imminent danger without actually showing the danger. Exactly. It's like, it's like, it's like what I was saying earlier about the feeling of impending doom, but without <laughs> like, so like, so like, ju- like jump scares, for example, right? Like, when you see a jump scare in a movie, it's like, yeah, I mean, I think 99% of people are going to like, you know, kind of literally jump and be like, oh shit, when it pops out. But is that truly scary? I don't think it's scary. It's just, it's just a reaction to being shocked by something like right away. Yeah. Like the guy, the guy pops out of the closet, but you're like, oh, fuck. and then, and then yeah. they do the buildup. But for me, like, like I was saying is that the slow buildup is way more terrifying to me. Like, for example, like truly one, I think one of the scariest scenes of all time even though the rest of the movie is kind of a dud in my personal opinion is the scene in salem's lot where the kid his friend i I believe it's his friend his dead friend comes up and creeps up to the window and is floating outside the window slowly yeah and he thinks and he and he doesn't realize he's so happy to see his friend who he thought was dead and he opens it up and obviously the kid you know turns him into a vampire and combined with the music and then like the the smoke and like just the the way it was shot and like the way he slowly kind of starts scratching at the window and it builds up and that's like a three minute scene yeah. and it's that that to me is like one of the scariest fucking scenes ever because it's that slow build up it's the idea of someone slowly coming up the stairs or someone slowly kind of creeping in is way more terrifying to me than someone just like popping out like popping out of a closet or some stupid shit. I just th- I just think it's also like I mean it's kind of off off that topic but like what I was saying before about like the idea of like like uh like like if you just outright show me something I just feel like it, it's almost like I'm not going to say it's lazy but it kind of it, it's just kind of is. It is. Like, I mean it is. It is. Okay, think about something. This is another, you know, it's a big movie that everybody's seen, but like something like Lost Boys, like you never see them physically flying, but you know they're flying. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the way that it'll just be, you know, you know, they're coming down from the fucking sky and fucking somebody up. Or like like a movie where like uh or like the scene in the scene in uh Monster Squad inside of the phone booth when Homeboy turns into a werewolf. And that it's so real looking to me without you them. You don't sit there and look at his face while like hair grows out of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he like they, they, they turn the camera away at just the right time. And he like does a couple of things. And all of a sudden he's a werewolf. And it really felt like he actually turned into it. And most of it is just using your just using your imagination. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't need to. 
I, I like it a lot of the time where they don't show you what's happening. You have to just, it's like, it's like whatever is going on, you know that it's happening. It's happening off screen and you're, and you're imagining in your head, you get to decide what it looks like. Yeah. Or just like, or just if you're going to show things wrong with it right off the bat and just be like, okay, this movie's going to be fucking insane yeah. and just go with that. But like, you got to do one or the other. Yeah. yeah. So it's too much, too much gory shit when they're showing it to you. I'm just like, it just, I, I just, I don't, I just don't enjoy looking at it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. It just makes me fucking feel weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't no. want to see you get your eye pulled out. A perfect uh, example of that is actually, uh, I listen to, I don't know if you guys have seen the Hatchet movies, but uh, the director, Adam Green, does a podcast, and he's always mentioning how he fought with MPAA on one of them because those movies are supposed to be over top, over the top gory, like yeah. uh, odes to 80s movies. And he said that he had a scene in it where he, the uh, Victor Crowley, you know, the villain uh, is like, mm-hmm chopping somebody and he chops the person like 30 times with an axe and they're obviously dead and blood keeps spraying and the whole point is that it's supposed to be like overdone and hope like almost comedic because you're like okay when's the scene go-? you know what i mean like something but- like that cool though i feel like like well, sometimes sometimes well, yeah, sometimes, it's, it's sometimes when it's an obvious intentional nod to something else yeah that's kind of that's kind of yeah cool. yeah and, and again like what i was saying going back to like the way that like I don't really like I can't get down with like super very straightforward like very like trying to take themselves seriously very gory like flicks but the reason I love like fucking stupid like 80s like you know slashers and 70s slashers and Italian movies and stuff because it's so ridiculous yeah like it's so it's it's over the top and like it's cheesy and it's like you walk like you watch it you're like really like this is fucking happening and it's not (laughs) believable it's yeah. not believable. Like, like the fact that, like, you know, like the blood is like bright red and flying everywhere on the fucking screen. Yeah, you, know? you like shoot someone in the head and their head yeah. explodes. That's funny to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what, that's like not what fucking, happens. Yeah, like in a, you know, like a mutilator or like blood feast. Like yeah. a blood feast, you know what I mean? Where he's like, where he, where he does the famous line where he's like, it's not cranberry sauce. And he's like, like you know, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, blood it's, rage. It's that's right. Fucking, what? Sorry, what? Blood rage. A blood rage. Blood rage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then uh, dude, it's so fucking funny to me, man. Hell yeah! But neither uh, I love Blood Rage as well, and the um, the Mutilator. That's actually shot here where I'm from, in North Carolina. It's a couple hours away, of course. But uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, the mention what I was mentioning about that Victor Crowley scene is uh, one thing the MPA wanted him to do was edit it down to where he chopped him less. They were like, "Oh, this is too like this is too much. We need him to chop him less." But Adam Green's argument was if I edit it down, then it becomes too realistic and it becomes more visceral and more horrifying because it's no longer comedic. So it's like it leans into exactly what you guys are saying. You know what I mean? Like the MPAA would have made that movie not acceptable. You know what I mean? It would have made the movie like almost not as good because people would have been like, why is this over the top movie have these like serious style kills within them? You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. Sometimes being hella extra like that is is what makes it fun. It makes it fun. It starts, you know what I mean? It stops just being gross. Yeah. It starts being fucking, kind of, yeah, like low-key, like kind of kind of funny. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it, it becomes more entertaining then, I think. So yeah, I, I feel you there. Oh yeah. So uh, I kind of, at the end of the show, I usually uh, throw out a few hypothetical questions that uh, mix the music and movies. Uh, if somebody approached you guys for when this, uh, you know, this next album or whatever comes up or, you know, another single drops and they were like, we want to make a music video for it but we want it to be a short film version of one of your uh, favorite horror movies just remade into a music video for you guys. What uh, horror movie would you choose and how would you make it for a music video? And you guys can uh, answer separate. You guys don't have to choose together. Take it, take it away, dog. Uh, <laughs> I would do, I would do demons, honestly. 
Fuck yes. Because, I mean, dude, you have Motorhead on the soundtrack. You have Saxon on the soundtrack. It's ridiculous. It's like, it's it's over the top. I would love to do that, you know? Yeah, either that or, like, maybe, like, New Year's Evil would be cool, too, because it's just, you know, there's, like, the whole, like, there's, like, a concert kind of happening, and it's, like, it's supposed to be punk rock, but, like, you know, like, you're, like they're dancing, like, disco and, like, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that would be cool, too. Yeah, just something really, like, over the top like completely over the top we're, we're like by the end of it like you know everyone's dead blood everywhere it would it would be like really fun to do something like that oh yeah and demons would be easy because of uh all you have to do is change it from a movie theater to a section hate show and there you go yeah there we go yeah i mean venues are opening back up so I mean, we'd, we'd be able to make it happen i mean one way oh, yeah. or another you just got to have a you got to do the scene where the demon comes out of the other the guy's back where it just like opens oh, up dude, and the fucking yeah that, that's out. even i remember when i first saw that and i literally was like what the fuck is happening right now? Yes, I lost my mind. I, I literally said like, "What the fuck?" out loud. It was it's so stupid and so funny. Oh yeah, God, this is a tough question, man. Because like, I actually have some, you know, I have some favorite music videos that have done this before. You know, yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, like I love like <laughs> it's not it's not a hard band, but like the Goo Goo Dolls "I'm Awake Now" video where they're getting chased around the theater by Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it's off, off, yeah. Of, off of the off of the Freddy's Dead soundtrack. First off, it's a great song and. It's a great video. They're in the theater watching Freddy's dead and then Freddy's in the theater chasing them. And I, you know, I thought that that was incredible, you know, yeah. fucking things like, you know, Ramon's pet cemetery. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, dream warriors, dream warriors, uh, trying to think like, fuck dude. Something. The Freddy rap. With the, uh, yeah, or, or even, or even like, <laughs> or even like, you know, like GNR and like, you know, in our, Oh, yo. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Guns and roses. You could be mine. Mm -hmm. Fucking Terminator, Terminator Two soundtrack comes Hell in yeah. scared, man, as they walk Skits, dude. <laughs> oh, what a fucking what a what a good video. Dude. Like like, I would say that I would. I I don't know if I would ever. I mean, yeah, that would. I mean, I would. I would be into re you know remaking like a horror movie into you know I do like when they make take a movie and make it into a music video like the little scrappy Training Day video. I really <laughs> love. It's not a horror movie, but you know. Oh, they squeeze training day into, it, into it four good, minutes. Man, right? Yeah. It's fucking little Scrappy and little John driving around being the characters from training day. That shit's sick. But oh, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I would be, a, I would be like, yo, let's just like, I would be like, yo, make a, have it be a new horror movie. Have us do a song on the soundtrack. That's about the movie. Yeah. And then do a video about with, with the movie, with, with elements of the movie in it. That's some shit that's missing in the world. Well, that's like some is, is, is when when I was a kid, like you know, you go you watch the movie and you would you would you'd hear the song during the end credits, and the song was like the the title of the song was the title of the movie. It was yeah. like a song that was written for the movie about like Maniac the movie. Cop Two does and shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> or, or just like sick. or just like all like like thinking about like all like the two thousands era like Monster which, Squad. You know, I I personally am not a fan of a lot of two that like from like two thousand to two thousand ten era horror. But I will say, or even like late nineties, they're like like the soundtracks were sick. Like like what 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 was it like Red? Well, you had Triple X and you had Ramstein, and then you had like oh, the yeah. Resident Evil soundtrack and you had Slipknot on there. Everything was like new metal, you know. Like it was wild. I mean, I think in like in, I think in like in like <laughs> Demon Knight. I mean, which is not two cool. thousands, but like you had like the filter like filter or something. filter and the open the opening scene with fucking hey man nice shot playing like, yeah like yeah. that was the entire cemetery like, gates like mute music music inspired by the fucking thing you know but also like i mean and also just i mean a good soundtrack a good soundtrack can can make can make everything perfect 100%, 100%. like 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 uh 
one of my, not to get off topic, but like one of my favorite, I guess you would say modern, like I wouldn't even call it horror, some like suspense horror, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, sci-fi was, was that movie, The Guest. Hell yeah. The oh, guest, yeah. Yo, yeah. Like straight up, I saw, yo, when they showed in the theater, I went and saw it five times. Fuck like, yeah. I, I, paid, I paid like 20 bucks to go sit. I probably spent a hundred dollars watching that movie in the theater because I just couldn't believe how good it was. Yeah, and was, I was like, that was a great fucking movie. Like, and a great soundtrack. Dude, the soundtrack yeah, for the movie, yeah. it was all old songs, you know, it, had, yeah. it was all like, you know, like dark wave shit and things that made sense. And that was another movie where like, there was elements of ridiculousness that, that like you were talking earlier where somebody, you know, it's like, okay, you chop the dude up a couple times. Yeah. It's not, it's just gross. You yeah. chop him up 50 times. It's like, or like over like, the top and like, crazy. Like the bar fight scene. Yeah, dude. The I mean, it was one of those movies where I was, I was laughing. Well, I need to rewatch that. I haven't oh, watched dude, that. That movie, that, movie's, that movie could not be better. That was such a good movie. Like yeah. they, they just, like they nail every, part of it like the fact that the expressions the main guy makes yeah. like everything like when he'd be smiling and being normal and then he just makes a straight <laughs> face like yeah. every time he does anything when he walks him to the party carrying the beer keg with like one hand yeah and you're like what the <laughs> fuck is happening right now like dude oh man what that movie was that when they when they got on that wave there with like you know like i feel like it follows yeah, it follow, yeah it guess, follows, things huh? like that where like it's, it's like movie. where it's like 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 where the soundtrack became I feel like was was just as important as anything else in it yeah. with a lot of like like those fools that ended up making music for uh for stranger things i feel like they had something yeah. to do with some with uh, i know they were they had a couple songs on the guest uh yeah a lot of soundtrack. that like, a lot of the, like synth wave kind yeah, of dark like wave fake shit. like yeah. like fake ass john carpenter music yeah basically yeah. That'd be basically, yeah. <laughs> i mean like i mean the op the opening theme of the fog is like one of the best fucking like tracks ever it's just it's just that like, I love that because I think the 80s were, I think that was the pinnacle, in my opinion, was the pinnacle for horror. And, you know, and again, like doing doing things in your own way, but still kind of evoking that, like, I, I'm all for it. I mean, oh, yeah. like, uh, fuck, well, like, actually, one of my favorite most recent movies, and I mean, it came out probably like four or five years ago at this point, was uh, The Void. Oh, yeah. I think it was The Void. Yeah, The Void, right? It was very, like, the thing like Hellraiser, like John I didn't, Carpenter. I didn't see. Yeah, it. that's exactly what I say I'm, when I talk about it too. Is that it's the thing meets Hellraiser. So that's funny as shit that you said. I love, but I love that movie because I saw yeah. it and it was on Netflix randomly. And like, you know how Netflix is. It's like, you know, it's like ninety percent fucking dog shit. And then you like, you might put something on. I put it on. And I was like, oh shit, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, I should watch that. I feel yeah. like I've heard that more than more than a few times. It's really. I need to. Man. I need to watch it's, that. It's crazy. It's like insane fucking movie. Okay. He's All the right. same guy that did uh, Psycho Goreman. If you haven't checked that out yet, that just dropped on that. Shutter. That's that's pretty awesome. Psycho Goreman was fucking awesome, man. That shit, oh, dude, it's it's. I heard people, I heard people calling it Psycho Goreman because they thought it was fucking stupid. Yeah, dude, I, I, like, I, I it's seen, awesome. It's not my fault that you don't that you don't know how to like laugh. Dude, yeah, I, I thought it was great. I thought yeah. it was absolutely great. Again, I, like just like let go and watch the movie. Like stop, yeah. stop. You have, to, you have to keep in mind too that that most people are stupid. <laughs> I mean, yeah, most, most, but the average person's a fucking idiot. Ninety percent so, of people are. I mean, the customer's always wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yo, for sure. Man, motherfuckers are dumb. You know what I mean? They'll be like, "Oh, I wasn't funny." I'm like, "Well, that's that's a that's a you problem." Yeah, man. Like, that sounds like a personal problem to me. Yeah, you sound like you're like, I, I, like it's not my fault. You're not smart. Yeah, exactly. You know, what I mean, most people are dumb. Most people don't have a good sense of humor. That's why everybody's not a comedian. That's why everybody's not. You know. People. That's why. That's why entertainers are specific people instead of just every motherfucker. Yeah, because most people are. There's creators and there's consumers. Yeah, and the consumer is a dumb motherfucker a lot exactly. of the time. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna What are you gonna do? 
<laughs> Perfect yeah. example, the Pauls. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Dude, fucking everybody's a fucking idiot. <laughs> no, was, uh, the fact that the Pauls are millionaires are proof that idiots are consumers. Uh, consumers are mostly idiots for sure. But uh, oh yeah, you can sell. I mean, yeah, you fucking package something right. You can sell anything to anyone, really. Exactly, man. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Dupe and the but the public being the public being duped is really a, a pretty run pretty long going running theme yeah. in the world in the way everything works you know what I mean you get you get you get anyone to to jump exactly. at any moment and I think and I think a lot of a lot of that is like why like horror is just you know to kind of like cat like to kind of like tie everything together that we've been talking about is a lot of that is why horror as a genre as a film genre and not even like a film drum genre just in terms of like you know whether it's like you know, music or books, why it's not taken seriously because it's, it's viewed as like this, like, oh, it's for the masses. This is dumb stuff, blah, blah, blah. And it's not, it's, it's, just, it's like, people don't, you know, you're, you're always going to have the people who just want to see something stupid, but it's cool. It's cool. People, people, it's cool take, people take different things from it though. Exactly, you know what I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah. there's people who are like, like, uh, you know, you take a, like a bigger, a bigger horror genre. They're like, yeah, it's cool. People die. And then that's it. And that's all they yeah. got from it. Yeah. You know like, people, I mean? like, like, there's people who just don't get anything from it. They don't understand. Yeah. And, that, and that's okay. That's okay. It's, it's not, it's not for them. Yeah. Um, it's just like going back to like our music, for example, like, again, it's, if it's not for you, like, fuck off. I mean, like, whatever watch it but like at the end of the day it's like if you don't get it then it's not my fucking problem yeah i'm not yeah. you know and, and it, when it comes you know movies some people take people take what they take out of it i'm over here you know somebody will watch something like the guest and they'll be like okay this is cool and then they won't watch it again and then i watched it and i was like holy shit that yeah. part during there where they had this fucking sisters of mercy song playing yeah. and the way it looked <laughs> and the way this and this and this and this i'm like yo that is so cool and the fact that they put that together like that at that moment is crazy to me you know what i mean like i, I just uh, some people some people see a lot more and that's the be- and that's the beauty feel of, a lot more and that's the beauty of art is that it's all subjective you know like what works for one person doesn't work for someone else mm-hmm. you know and you ain't so, gotta like it and you don't have to like it if you don't fucking like it don't fucking listen to it basically don't watch it or don't watch it you know whatever yeah right? yeah no reason yep. to linger on the stuff you don't like when there's plenty out there for you to go look for that you do like so yeah, it's a big, exactly. it's a big fucking world. Exactly. Get a fucking hot. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you kind of, what's funny is you actually kind of answered one of my questions because I was going to ask if you guys would ever want to do like a theme song for, a, you know, a movie or something like that. So I, get, I guess the answer for that is definitely yes. But uh, I was something I, I in, in, a, in a heartbeat. 100%. It's almost like write yeah. a song for this movie. I'd be like, yes. Yeah, let's fucking go. Yeah, I would let, that's like, I would love that. I would, that's, that might be the number one thing I want to do. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Mad. like yeah that would that would be the coolest thing ever because it's just you know i just i just i just and like you know we just just both mike and i and then the band and i think you know honestly anyone who you know is genuinely and truly involved in art or music is like we i want to keep pushing the envelope and i want to keep doing new things yeah. so it's like we did that we did that crazy show that was fucking sick what are we going to do next? Like you can always just keep stepping up and moving. And that's, that's the cool thing about it. Hell yeah. Keep it interesting. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, my final question for you guys is, uh, and uh, Mexi kind of answered one already. Uh, You kind of answered this earlier in the show, but if you want to throw out another one, if you have one, that's cool. But I always ask my guests, if you guys have any uh, horror stories of your own and they can be from, you know, playing shows on the road, or they could just be something that's scary shit that happened to you. And if you believe in the paranormal, you're more than welcome to tell those kind of stories as well. We're recording this from my apartment right now. Mm-hmm. and i legit i legitimately have had like paranormal like ghost whatever you want to call it experiences here uh routinely for a long time holy shit fuck that <laughs> move dude yeah so basically um it started out by i was hearing knocking on my main unit door 
around five, six a.m. Um, for a while. Like maybe it would happen maybe once or twice a week. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and then it kind of gained further. Like so, basically, I was. I remember there was, and this is like probably like five, six years ago at this point. But I remember I was sleeping in my bed, and I had like this little extension cord, like a phone charger, kind of like on my nightstand. Yeah. And I woke. I woke up at like around 4 a.m. Just because I just I I just never have been able to like stay asleep. I I basically wake up every hour. And um, I woke up and I saw the cord rattle like someone was like shaking it around. And I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, shit. And then I just went back to bed. And then uh, maybe a year later, my ex at the time and I were, you know, we were like going to bed. You know, we were, we were asleep and we both woke up. We both woke up at the same time around 2.45 in the morning. And, you know, I, I can't speak for her, but, you know, for me, like I felt this imminent sense of dread. And yeah. then from the corner where like my TV stand is basically and my, you know, all my, my, my stuff is from the corner. I heard a voice say, Hey, three times. And it got progressively louder. So it was like, Hey, 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 we both heard that. And we both looked. I'm like, I'm honestly, I'm getting goosebumps right now. I'm even thinking about it. And we both looked at each other and we were like, Whoa, like Scooby-Doo. We're like, Whoa, 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 what was that? <laughs> and then, um, but then afterwards, then then it felt fine. Um, so I had that happen, but I mean, here and I've had other things happen throughout my life and around, you know. Um, but otherwise, nah. I mean, lately, lately everything's been pretty chill. So, and it, oh, yeah. and it never and it never felt truly threatening. I mean, the building. So interesting story. The building next to me, uh, my neighboring building, is was actually the um, the first official headquarters of the church of Thelema, which was Aleister Crowley's thing back in the day, like the thirties and the forties. Holy so shit. they would do all, they would do all kinds of rituals and ceremonies here in Hollywood and they would come in. So I, I, it's just, it's a weird place, man. Like the vibe is like, there's something going on around here, which is, which again, it's not threatening, but it's like, it's cool. You know, I, mean, I, I don't, I'm not scared of it. Uh, yeah. And LA is just full of, of exactly, those types yeah. of things. Like it's a lot of old buildings. There's a lot of just, you know, a lot uh, for for how much development they do do here and change things. They don't really change most of it. Most yeah. of the old things, you know, like uh, shit. It's like there there was you know like I I, w- I went by here a bunch of times because we we got a music video coming out and we were editing at this uh, at 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 the homies apartment, which is directly next door to that hotel where Alyssa Lamb got died in, inside the uh, water the, the Cecil, water tank Cecil, at Cecil. Cecil. So yeah, it's not stay on Maine, but it's still yeah. Cecil. The scene, oh. like the Cecil Hotel, was like directly next door. So when you yeah. walk in front of that thing, I always look at stuff like that. And I'm like, that's like where the Night Stalker stayed at. Like, exactly, yeah. Like, uh, it, it, it's definitely like, I mean, especially like for LA things. There's so much. There's so much creepy shit around here. Like, yeah, you know, I do things like I'll go, I'll, I'll go look at like the houses where like the Manson family killed people. Like, yeah, I mean, like that's, that. that's I, like I, right, I go, that's I go, right I go do shit like that. I li- yeah, I live five minutes away from the place where they killed everybody the second night. Yeah, that shit's right. House, things like that. I mean, I'm trying to think like actual paranormal stuff. I have one where I uh, I used to live in a uh, I subletted this uh, this this shitty studio inside of this. Uh, it was a, it was a house. It was basically, it was a housing project in Seattle when I used to live there. And no, I was living out of a suitcase. Like none of my own shit was in there. Whatever. And I'm, so it was a pretty old building. It was kind of crappy. And I would be at night. I'd be sleeping. And the first thing I noticed was that my, my TV would turn on. It would just turn on on its own. 
yeah. like the, v- the VCR, things like that. Ele- and it was like, I kind of thought it was like maybe dodgy electrical stuff. You know, I'm like a reasonable person. So I was like, okay, that's not anything. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, the TV turns on sometimes. Like, that's not weird. And I started every couple of nights, I would hear what sounded like little, like little feet running through my apartment, you know? And my natural instinct was the building has rats. So I was on this, I was on this tip where like, you know, I'd be sleeping on this bed. I was like, don't let your arm or your leg hang off the bed because there's rats here. Yeah. And, you know, cause I don't know if you've ever dealt with rats, but like, they'll jump up and like bite, they'll bite you. And shit. Yeah. Uh, I got, I woke up one time with a rat hanging off of my toe. At, 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 at another at another place I lived at, but uh, this place I would hear these sounds and I would be like, okay, there's these little feet running through my apartment. It's rats. There's rodents here. What the fuck ever? Who, who cares? The place is a fucking shithole. Yeah. And uh, so then in the kitchen, which was like five feet away from my bed, we kept all the food and stuff in there was kept on these bottom shelves, like fully accessible to rats. All right. So I'm thinking. After a while, I was like, oh, there's rats. I'm like, but it's really weird. They never eat any of the food. Like nothing is, nothing is fucked with. My clothes aren't chewed through. Like nothing, like my suitcase is wide open and nothing's in there. There's no evidence of there being rats here. Like I haven't seen any, you know, anything that would make you think that that was a real thing. And so later on, I go, uh, I go to some spot, I go go to a computer somewhere and I'm like, I'm going to look stuff up because Washington, Washington state has a lot of haunted stuff. There's websites about like haunted things this and that you can look up like what are the most haunted buildings in Seattle so I go and I look it up I look up my I look through this list and I find my my building is in there and there's a story specifically about who haunts the building was a small child that you could hear running around in the building it was a little girl from like Alaska or some shit like that that died in the building like in the early 1900s and now everybody hears these tiny footsteps at night and I was like, I was like, yo, I gotta move. <laughs> that shit, yo, that shit fucked me up. I was like, okay, cool. It's definitely not rats. I don't know what it was. I, I don't really have an answer. I never physically saw anything. It was all stuff I heard, well, except the TV turning on and off, which yeah. again could still it could still be dodgy electrical shit. I don't know, but it was definitely I moved out after that. Yeah, not not saying it's a ghost, but it could be a ghost, but it's yeah. not a ghost. I didn't say it's a ghost, but it's a ghost. <laughs> it's like it's like the idea of the, it's, it's the idea of being open to it. You know, I, I never under I never I honestly never understood. And as someone who is, you know, I would like to say that like, you know, we try to, you know, we're we're pretty logical when we try to operate like rationally, is that I never understood like the just the inherent dismissal of like, well that's all bullshit. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah it is but it, maybe it's not, you don't know. Like, you don't know. It's like, it's like yeah. when you, it's like, it's like someone being so dead set on what happens after you die. And it's who, like, how do you know? How do you know? I don't know, man. I, I smoked DMT before and I know yeah. what happens after you die. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, yo, that's like, like after that, that was some eye opening shit. Yeah, it's just like, it's like how my whole thing is like, how can you speak on something you never experienced? I was like, I 100% went to a different place, saw beings that weren't there. Saw like what the feeling that one feels when they die, this and that, like I total out of body shit was yeah. not here anymore i wasn't me i wasn't inside myself anymore and after that i've been i'm literally open to anything at this point because i'm like yo maybe time isn't real this reality we see may yeah, not be real hey i saw i saw something uh i, I saw something uh, uh about that uh you know they're gonna 
I mean, I think UFO disclosure is happening pretty soon, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, things... People like, should give more of a fuck about that. I know. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. Everybody's that, too busy. It's crazy. It's like, oh, it's like, cool. Like, UFO, like, UFO, and everyone's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm like, are we, like that, are we that dumb now? I mean, dude, Have we gotten maybe, that stupid? Maybe, maybe that's why they're telling everyone now, because they're like, They're like, oh, everybody's cool, enough yeah. of a fucking yeah. dumbass that they yeah. won't panic. Yeah, it's like that meme where like you have like aliens show up and they're like, "Are you surprised?" And people are being like, "Yeah, I'm still I've been too. A, I've been through a lot. <laughs> I'm too busy. I'm too busy getting mad at my dad for voting for Trump or something." Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? like, people, like, you know, I'm, people, I'm too busy I'm too, watching TikTok to get to like yeah. care about UFOs. Fucking, but yeah, they're doing. That. I mean, and I I've loved that because like growing growing up, I was all about, and I still am. I mean, right above my bed. I have a bunch of Roswell Daily News uh, prints from like when the craft landed or both yeah. landed or when recovered it more so. And yeah. then I also have a sketch, uh, Bob Lazar, um, from the craft that he allegedly worked on. Um, I like since I was a little kid, I always loved like cryptids, all that stuff, because it's fascinating. Because at the end of the day, it's like it's harmless. It's like cool if it's fake, whatever. Is I'm not, you know, it's just it's. I like I like I still love the idea that there's mystery out there and there's you know something yes. that we don't know about yeah i i'm excited to see what the alien disclosure is the thing about it that will inevitably possibly bum me out about it is it will be something that dudes like us have already seen because a lot of times like like they released those like ufo videos last year or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and i was like dude i saw these like two three years ago when like oh, yeah. they, when they leaked the first yeah time, we because you know yeah. I mean? i'm even tuning into that shit i just care about bullshit like that you yeah, know what i mean exactly. so it's the kind of thing where like i'm hoping they fire off like yo just so you know like you ever think this you know you think greta thunberg is weird it's because she's from space <laughs> <laughs> she's a scroll like some, wild, some wild out of left field shit where they're like hey listen we're just gonna be honest with you and we're gonna give you one little tidbit of like truth here's the deal motherfucker we're inside of a marble like at the end of men in black yeah the, like we're actually inside of a marble yeah. <laughs> you don't mean shit Hey, hey, remember when you were talking shit about people thinking the earth was flat? Well, yeah, uh, shit might be flat. You know what? <laughs> it might be flat or at least square shit. Dude, it's the type of thing where like, yo, remember the story, you know, remember the, the Christian story of Jesus? Yo, yeah. so so here's the real thing. And we have video of it from 2,000 years ago. Yeah, Check and then, it out. And then, and then just like mic drop and then just walk away and not explain anything afterwards. I'll be like, God damn. I mean, cool, <laughs> but shit. You know, and, and it might be nice. I think, God, it might be it might be good for the world to have everybody realize how small and insignificant we all are. Well, I think yeah. I feel like the biggest problem ever, and it goes from like from like local gang warfare, so the way the whole planet works and countries beefing each other and everybody always having a problem with someone they can't see, and this and that, and like you know, just the hatred that human beings have each other. Whenever you watch a movie, something like take something like Independence Day where when there's this imminent threat that threatens everybody equally, mm -hmm. people start to unify. Yeah. So what, what if they fired off something like not even an imminent threat, but like the idea that you're way more insignificant than you even know you yeah. are. And then it's the type of thing where it's like, yo, there's something much bigger than all of us. What if that something like that was told to everybody and it finally got people starting to get like, cause I mean, war, while it is really big, it's still petty. It's still something petty, you know what I mean? Or some piece yeah. you have with some dude that lives five blocks away from you, that shit is petty. Yeah. You know what I mean? You ain't really got to, when all of a sudden, when all of a sudden that shit seems real insignificant, you know, that might be, you know, it could be good for the fucking world. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I mean, I will say, I think, I think there's a concrete reason why there were, there was, um, I mean, UFO sightings, if, if, if we're going down here, UFO sightings happen throughout recorded history. I mean, you can see them in the Bible, et cetera. Yeah. Um, however, there's, I think there's a, there's definitely, and I know it's kind of like 
a trope at this point because a lot of people have commented or said this, but I'm, you know, I'm just going to say it right now is that there's a reason why all these sightings increased after we started testing nuclear weapons in the 40s and the 50s. Yeah. That maybe they're like, yo, what the fuck is going on down here? Yeah, the, Earth, the, Earth, the like, Earth experiment isn't working yeah, the way it's they're, supposed they're, to. Yeah, they're like, oh, you guys are ready to just completely kill yourselves. So we're going to like check what's going on. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's just some weird, it's just some weird surveillance shit, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, regardless, I just, I just want to know. I want to know, you know? Almost like also, sending up the bat signal. Day, so I just want to know. I don't have to go to work the next day because <laughs> I don't go to work. But if I did, you know, I'll have to get up and do whatever it is I do every day. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Now, I know what you mean, though. Like, it was almost like them testing out atomic bombs was the same thing as throwing up the bat signal for them to, like, come see what the fuck we're doing and show you that. Yeah, they're like, well, yeah, they're like, I mean, what, are, what are these idiots I mean, doing? Imagine if, you were, imagine if you were observing the whole planet from afar and just watching the way people act and the way they treat each other and what sets them off and how like geography is so geographic beef is so important to every every nation and every human being on small scales on global scales it's i mean god dude i would be just rolling my eyes constantly at at the way people act these are advanced people and they're beyond that i mean like even it's just, it's, it's just, I mean, it's all, you know, you agree. It's, it's just, the type of shit, if you were looking, you'd be like, you motherfuckers can't share. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, oh, there's oil here. You oh, can't share. Yeah. You don't, you, like, don't you, guys, you don't like that person because they have a different color flag than you have. You know what I mean? Dude, like, I mean, it's like, fucking crazy. What, what people get, I mean, it, human beings are such a letdown all the time. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. They're a letdown to me and I'm down here being one of them. I know, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like, fuck dude. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not vouching for them. Man. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I mean, it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a, I, I, if I was, if the planet earth was an experiment and i was overseeing it from afar i would be like yo this is not working i'm like look at these fucking people dude look at the way they act they're a fucking this species is fucked yeah and they're gonna you know and then like if we don't do it you know we're gonna destroy ourselves we're gonna destroy ourselves they don't need they don't need to come in and invade they're not gonna invade they they might need to they might need to intervene yeah they they (laughs) they literally might be like the 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 way when you watch like a funny like a fight video or something or like a funny video of someone getting fucked up and then it's like, but you're watching it from like the third person perspective and you're laughing. That's what they're doing. Yeah, they're like, right, let's World get in there. They fuck, they fuck themselves up yeah. enough. We need to, we need to hit, you know, we need to end the round. Yeah, it's like World Star, but it's like, you know, Galaxy, Universe Star, where they're just Galaxy watching, Star. Galaxy Star. <laughs> Peopleofearth.com. They're, like, they're, like, they're like sharing, they're like, you know, they're they're telepathically sending it to other people. There are yeah. other like beings being like, hey, like, look at these idiots, right? Look here. how like, stupid, right look now. how yeah. stupid they were today. I mean, that's what it is, honestly. I mean, the universe is infinite and there's probably more than one universe so yeah it's that's... naive to think that we're alone exactly. yeah now it makes sense big. it makes sense why they would like look at us but not make themselves known for sure but no yeah, I, I, like, I wouldn't want to talk to us either yeah yeah it's like when you, when you, yeah you, you, you see a bunch of dumb people you're like all right like yeah. I, I don't even want them to notice me yeah fuck those people <laughs> No, nah, it would make me be like, you can't sit with us, <laughs> like real quick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, nah, I appreciate you guys uh, for coming on the show for sure and uh, for sharing everything. It was awesome to chat with you guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate it, man. Thank of course, you, man. It was awesome. Of course, uh, real quick before you go, if you want to just let people know, you know, where to find you guys on socials or you know wherever they can look for like updates on the band and shit like that. Just, just the Instagram is where it's at. It's, it's uh, that's anything you ever need to know about us is going to be there. It's uh, at section underscore hate h eight. Any update. That's really that's the only functional social media we have. Yeah, is exactly. that. Oh, yeah. And uh, other than that, you know, and other updates uh, would be at, at Flat Spot Records. That's that's the label. Yeah, 
that's about it you know oh yeah shout out to all our, shout out to all our fucking people shout out yeah, to really dead really. shout out to dead city and yeah. tiny world yeah dead city tiny world man shout out to everyone we've been playing with fucking shout out to flat spot records and this summer's gonna be crazy it's gonna be a crazy summer so stay tuned and as usual i just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as my guest is going to be the one and only justin fornoff of the band wrist meat razor and the week after that he'll be followed by my dude travis bennington of the band eternal sleep so be on the lookout for those go follow me on facebook instagram and twitter for the full lineup for july don't forget that you can go sign up for the patreon for two dollars a month check out loudmouth threads who killed this original podcast artwork and stay safe